how's your mind doing, dear? Is it evil? Damn, you already know the answer to that question. The mind of evil! Yep. The answer is yes, That's Gam! 56, mind of evil. It's be mindful of your evilness. It's mm -hmm. mindfully evil. Evil is in the mind. Yes. Um, what happens in this episode, dear? Um, well, evil things, for one. Oh. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the, the doctor and Joe are driving up to a castle. It used to be a fortress, and now it's just a prison. And they're also like, hey, we're on camera, haha. And the cops are like, what the fuck are you? Oh, you're eunuch, go no. ahead. And it, it's a hey! prison, and it's really, really loud. And a man named George, <laughs> i.e. also to be known as Cheekbones, is being sentenced to something. And we see the doctor in a room full of people for science, uh, for the Keller process, or something. There's no executions now. They just remove evil impulses, supposedly, from uh, the brain. And they have 65% full evil impulses. We oh, see a man, 69. the man from earlier, Cheekbones, pulled in, uh, put in the chair. He does a scream when the machine's turned on. And the dial's like, wow, this guy's really evil. And he's dead. Uh, but with the malfunction, every everyone's really sweaty. And the doctor thinks that this machine's really bad. Uh, the guy actually isn't dead, but the doctor gets a phone call, and there, meanwhile there's an accident in the processing room that they were in. Someone is actually dead. Uh, he looks really scared, and he's covered in bites and scratches and stuff. Also, meanwhile, there's a world peace conference going on, and they, there's also a missile. So there's three parts to this story. We have the prison, we have the missile, and we got the peace conference. Um... And apparently there's some documents stolen from the Chinese military uh, and all this stuff. And then this like lady just leaves and some and then burns some paper in a nearby park and twitches a whole bunch while doing so. And we notice she has an AirPod implanted in her chest or not her chest, her, her neck. Sorry. Um, and they they realize the postmortem of that one dude says that he dies of heart failure, but he didn't have a weak heart. He only had a fear of rats. And then the doctor storms out. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> the brigadier, fuck it out, is trying to figure out what happened. And then uh, the lady from earlier, uh, her name is Chin Lee, I believe. Uh, Lee calls in, and apparently her delegate is dead. And then the bad thought box is flashing while the one guy in the room has his head hurt a whole lot. And then he imagines swimming and dies. That's weird. Uh, oh. The machine's getting stronger, though. He also died from drowning. That's weird. Uh, Lee didn't tell anyone else about the death, apparently, and went and instantly called the brigadier. And he was like, hmm, and he checks it out. And her phone call was actually like... 30 minutes later, so that's weird. Haha, <laughs> she's fucked now. Uh, and the guy, Cheekbones, finally wakes up. He feels good. His memory's hazy. Uh, but it's, it's, he's good. Also, there's a riot going on. And the doctor's in the room with the bad brain machine going off. And he's thinking about being on fire. Like the actual doctor, like time travel doctor. 
Oh. Yeah, you see Rob being on fire. Oh. Anyway, that was the episode. What an episode it is. What, what, what an episode. So, um, I'm going to say straight up, this is Katie Manning, who played Joe Grant's favourite episode. Um, she, she, she thinks it's her favourite episode. Um, but, uh, this episode was one that was initially, um, completely lost. Then they found black and white recordings of it because, uh, the BBC, in order to send it over to some other countries when they ordered it, uh, they, they only wanted black and white prints, so they managed to still have the black and white prints. So, for the DVD release, they, um, manually recolored it. Um, especially episode one needed to be actually manually recolored, uh, because they weren't able to do the, the, um, uh, the, the material to do the proper chroma dot restoration or whatever it was. I'm not too familiar with the way that they color things, but, um, yeah, that's why this episode looks a little off, because it is colored in an, an odd way, um. I thought it was fine. But that's why. Except for, like, the well, TV static why... parts. <laughs> that's why at the end of uh, episode six you get bonus credits. Sort of like, hey, these are the people that saved this episode. <laughs> um, uh, so that's great. Um, this... <sighs> We're going to be talking a lot about uh, prisons and prison reform as we go through. So get ready for that. But I will quickly state, originally they wanted to do an actual use an actual prison for this um but uh they couldn't find one that was available mainly because uh-huh. like if they got an actual jail that wasn't in use like or like a jail that they could use and just you know do what they could with it it's like well they don't really want people with guns even if they're fake guns or like prop guns like yeah. in a jail like that because it's like you don't know what could happen um so they ended up using an actual castle which is why it looks more like a castle and why they reference oh. it constantly. is like, it's a fortress. It's a maximum security prison. No, it's just a castle. Um, uh, which is why, you know, the set of the actual um, prison looks a little bit janky and you see everything wobbling because it's just a set. But uh, yeah, what happens in the next episode, dear? Uh, well, Joe comes in and stops him from dying. Oh. Uh, and that's Yay. cool, because she apparently distracted the brain thing enough for this, the thing to break, and he's like, the world was burning. There were many things I was remembering. And he, the doctor's like, I'm going to try to control their machine, but then the brig is c- commanding for him to come see him, and he's like, I don't want to go. And then he does actually go. And Joe is told to stay behind, talk, hang out, talk to the governor, uh, Lee, meanwhile, is on the phone in a phone booth nearby talking to someone. Gets a splitting headache. Yeah. Yeah. Should I not just go with Lee? Just say Chin Lee, because it's her name. Okay, well. Um, uh, gets a, a splitting headache, and then the, the, the person that is following her also almost dies. And we see a weird overlay of the brain machine on top of her. And she walks away. And then uh, the doctor comes in. Yates leaves. A man in a circus tent is fucking with some wiring nearby. Uh, Then he takes off his face. Mm -hmm. And it's the master. 
mm-hmm. uh, who's listening into everything now. And then hey. the doctor gets to Br- to the brig to ban the Keller process, so long as the doctor helps him figure out the case. And he's like, "As whatever you say, as long as you do what I want." And then there's going to be a jeep escort thing tomorrow, and now the master knows that the doctor's here. And then the doctor walks in and speaks Chinese very fluently to the person at the desk, and the person at the desk gets really excited and goes, wow, all these fucking white people around here, no one talks to us in my foreign, in my native language. And he's like, yeah, like, sure. You want to go have some tea? Yeah, sure. And the brig is just sitting there like, what is happening? And apparently the doctor has talked to Mao himself and become yeah. friends. Yeah, he's friends with Mazzy Dong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 you know, he, he, they're, they're such good friends, they have nicknames for each other. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Back. I, I do love that scene. Back at the prison, they're cleaning up uh, cells, and Brain Machine is going off while Cheekbones is awake, and he's apparently forgotten a bunch of stuff, even his name. And the doctor's like, it seems to have taken literally all the negative everything out of his brain. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not. He literally has no evil in his brain. (laughs) Um, Meanwhile, a a janitor hides a fucking gun under a pillow. And then they bring a man into that room. And that's great. And then the desk man is still only talking to the doctor. And then they order dinner. And then they leave. (laughs) And the brigadier is still like trying to figure it out, and they're and they're not talking to him. Meanwhile, <laughs> the man in the prison pulls a gun on the guy who takes his lunch order in order to escape. Uh, apparently, Chin Li, the assistant, was the assistant of the man at the prison. So the do- now the doctor's like, "How oh, that's weird." And then she meets the master, and he he does a mind control thing on her, and he's like, "Kill the American oh. delegate," and she's like, "Oh, okay." And then there's a prison break happening, and they have hostages. Joe is one of them. Uh, the brig now knows where Chin Li is. We see her calling the American delegate, going, hey, come talk to us. Hang out with us. And he's like, ah, oh, sure. And then she turns off the lights and turns into a dragon. And that was the episode. Okay, so there's a lot about this specific part of the episode that I, I love talking about. So, uh, first of all, uh, for a kind of rare thing in the early 70s, um, the Asian characters were actually portrayed by Asian actors. Yeah. Um, and it's You don't not even because, see like, that oh, nowadays. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> it's not because um, uh, they were like, oh, we need to have authentic, like, we need to be respectful. It's because the director was like, I fucking hate actors in yellow face. It, it looks so unrealistic. Can we just get, like, actual Asian actors to do actual Asian roles? Like... Yellowface looks so... It doesn't look real. Like, can mm-hmm. we just, like, get people to actually portray themselves? Yeah. Um, so it's, like, accidentally anti-racist? <laughs> um, okay, so the second bit that I love. Uh, so Christopher Kum, uh, who played uh, Fu Peng, who was the, the one behind the desk that ignored the Brigadier the entire time. So he was not the original actor for Fu Peng, but... Something went down on a location shoot, and the original actor got fired. And this guy came in to, to essentially, you know, fill the role. Um, he put himself forward to, to fill the role. Although, something that was a little bit of a problem was that 
he was kind of inappropriate for the role because the role required a Hokkien speaker and he only natively spoke Cantonese. But Chin Lee was a Hokkien speaker, but in the episode she's speaking Cantonese. So it's yeah, like, I was going to say... If, if they were in the opposite roles, it would have been perfectly fine. But the, the funny thing was, it was too late for them to change, like, the dialects around because, like, John Pertwee had already been spending weeks... Also... I, I feel it's obvious because Doctor Who doesn't like shit the bed on this, but like the 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 language, the actual language that they're speaking in in it is authentic. Like you can translate it to yes, be English, and it's not like gibberish, like racist gibberish. Oh, yeah, this is like, definitely what Cantonese sounds the, like. The very um, little bit of like Mandarin I know slash Cantonese just from like watching uh, foreign films. I was just like, oh, they're, like, actually... It's, like, actually yeah. dialect. Yeah, um, uh... John Pertwee actually spent a few weeks, like, actively trying to learn the lines phonetically, because he wanted it to sound authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem is it was too late for them to change it, because if they changed it, then he'd have to learn a completely different dialect for it. So yeah. I was like, uh, okay, we're just going to teach this actor phonetically how to like his lines as well so it's like it, it's an amazing scene where it's like neither of them are speaking the language that they actually learned mm-hmm. and it's like kind of funny to me um but they they pull it off well and you know what it's considering everything else around this time in the 70s yeah. like surprisingly holds up very very well <laughs> like this episode could have gone horribly wrong oh yeah no if, uh, especially with like was, uh, the the mention of like mao and all that just like oh my god oh true but you have to remember sort of like the depictions of mao were very different to the way that we would depict him now oh like, no wait i know we get to fucking, but i'm saying like, like there there's there's the off chance that like it could either go very skewed one way or the other, and it kind of didn't do either, and I was just like, alright. It's kind of just like, yeah, I know him. He's my friend. Yeah. And then they were, like, really excited to hear about him, and they were like, cool. (laughs) So. Cool. Cool. Uh, But yeah, it's, um, uh, it's, it's also one of the rare times where uh, subtitles are actually displayed on the screen for a real-world language. Because um, mo- most of the time it's, like, assumed that the TARDIS translation circuits are naturally, you know, translating everything for everyone. So it's like, you don't need subtitles because everyone's speaking English, but in actual fact they're speaking Latin or, or French or mm-hmm. German. Like, But it's like, sometimes very rare occasions i i think they really just wanted to flex <laughs> back back then they're just like you know what we're gonna fucking do it because like the entire point of that scene is the doctor shows him respect and like shows that he actually cares about his his culture and his people and knows about you know like proper protocol and everything whereas the brigadier is just like hi uh, I want to talk to you about this. Uh, we need to figure out, like, what we're doing with security. And it's like, no, you're not showing him any respect, Brig. You're just being an asshole. So it's like, it kind of, you need that extra, um, uh, you need to have that sort of, like, separation. It wouldn't work if they were all just speaking English. But anyway, what happens in the next episode? Um, well, uh, ooh, hmm. So, sorry. The Brigadier runs in, shoots his gun. And Shinley falls over, 
but apparently everybody saw the dragon, and that's weird. And the American senator's not dead, but he's in shock. And she was wearing a telepathic amplifier, which came... Uh, the telepathic stuff came from the Keller machine. And then the desk guy is good with letting the doctor figure out what's going on. And then the doctor's like, hey, talk to me, lady. And then starts to speak Cantonese to her. And then at the prison, the phones are still down. And they use the PhD doctor, I should clarify, because there's two doctors in this fucking episode, to send a message to the governor. And then Joe takes a nap. And then that missile is headed into the ocean. It's still on its way, but it's running late. And the brigadier is napping. Is napping. And, uh, napping. Napping. The master's listening in, though, and heads to the prison. Jin Lee can't seem to remember what happened at the prison. And the doctor goes, oh, duh. And the governor, meanwhile, doesn't want to uh, concede to the prison. So they're probably all going to get shot. Cheekbones comes yeah. down in the riot and everyone's like, what the fuck? And then Joe does this whole thing where she, like, kicks a guy, makes him shoot himself, takes his gun, and turns the tides. And yeah, then the master... Yeah, single-handedly turns it and saves everyone. Yeah. And then the master shows up to talk to the governor, and then the riot leader next, and he gives him another weapon. Riot leader is, of course, the guy who uh, pulled the gun in the first place and is breaking out. Um... I forget his name. We'll get to that. Uh, so another riot is now happening, but now with chemicals and gas masks and guns. And then the master puts a controller thing on a phone, and the doctor is at the prison currently, and he's let inside. And then someone literally just puts a gun in his face, and he's like, I was going in already. You don't have to do that. And then they now meet face to face, and the master has a gun. But he also needs help with missile theft. So the doctor makes a distraction by flipping the table and spilling some water. And then there's a gunfight. And a chase scene. And then the doctor is in the main room getting handcuffed to the bad brain machine chair because he's caught. And he steals the he takes the mind control dot back from the doctor, puts it on him, and he's like, this is going to make it worse. And turns the machine on and leaves. And then we see more fire and a little bit of Daleks in there, and then uh, that's the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is literally what he did. Yeah, um, so fun fact, that that scene where, like, all the aliens and stuff from his memory appear um, could have been much worse. Originally, there was going to be, like, Sensorites and uh, a, a, a kind of innocuous robot from an episode we skipped. Um, and like Kaquillian, and it's like, these things didn't really scare the Doctor, but what, whatever. Um, but The I only well thing I can imagine fucking... is that he can't remember them at this point still. Like, he still doesn't have his memories, right? So it's just these things no, that he has, are... He has his... He has his memories. He doesn't have memories of how to fly the TARDIS. I thought he was still trying to remember some things, and they only came in bits and pieces at a time. I don't know. No, I mean, well, plot convenience-wise, yes. But, okay, well... Like, his memories of his, his past adventures, he remembers. Um, okay, because I was just going to say, well, maybe he doesn't remember what they are, and, like, the terror from 
what they first gave was too much. I don't know. Anyway. Yes. Anyway. How are you doing? Meh. 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 Um, we had a deep, sorry. heartfelt conversation just before this podcast, so meh. i mean that's true we kind of did um so with the american delegate with that entire scene of um hey killing the american delegate uh the production team jokingly called the chinese dragon to which uh chin lee appears to look like um they they jokingly called it uh puff the magic dragon (laughs) Because it looked really unconvincing. You don't uh, say. They, obviously, after the song, the 1960 song by uh, Peter Paul and Mary. Um, subsequently, uh, the director was like, "You know, what, we'll only use like brief shots of it then." <laughs> Just like if even the production staff are like, "Oh yeah, this is real scary." Um, uh, we'll just not use it because it's like it's not not really worth it at all. Um, I'm going to start planting the seed here because this is a very, very long conversation of we have, like, in order to just do give it. you context of, like, where this episode comes from, we need to explain where prison reform was in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, it, it was during a time where uh, prisoner rehabilitation had sort of move from a societal issue to a lot of people were considering it a medical issue. Like, hey, maybe there is something medically wrong with them that makes them evil. That's sort of like the the quote-unquote evil gene type shit. Um, Which led to a whole heap of, like, secret experiments, uh, uh, dosing people with, like, ADHD drugs. uh, LSD, yes, the famous one in the 1950s. Yep. Um, uh, supposedly, some of these have been, like, some of these haven't been disproven, which means it's like, it could have an air of truth to it, but it also couldn't. Uh, there's also, like... Yeah, and it, eating an apple a day could make you healthier, but nothing says it doesn't. I mean, eating an apple a day does make you healthier, but it doesn't keep a doctor away unless you throw it at them. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know what I mean, uh, though. But... That that's mainly American prison reform. British prison reform had sort of been uh, happening over the last century and a bit, um, where it's like you know they had stopped sending people to Australia. Uh, they like they they sort of were under the the condition of oh hey uh, the threat of sending people to another country has worked like it, it's a real good deterrent. But you know actually following through and sending people away costs so much fucking money that it's like we can't really do this anymore. Um, then there's like. All sorts of things of, like, uh, inhuman practices were outlawed in... I'm not going to get into what they were, just know that they were inhumane. Um, uh, arguing that, like, hey, like, prison itself is a deterrent. But, like, all these things wrap into, like, what is... What makes someone go to prison? Like, is it is it something medical or is it something societal? And people were going back and forth on the issue. Um, and this was sort of a... Uh, a, a story on that in a sense, but we'll get more into it later. Story of a girl. It's the story of a girl who cried a river and shut her pants. Next episode. And reformed the entire prison system. Um, so, the doctor just passes out, 
and all the men in the prison are in mind pain. And then the master goes back to figure out what's up, shuts the machine off, checks the doctor's hearts. One isn't beating. Uh, so he oh. slaps him very gently. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. And, and the doctor's alive again. And then the master needs him to help control the bad brain, the jar thing. And so the doctor's thrown in with Joe. And then we threaten Joe with bad brain, too. Joe asks for help, and they go, well, too bad. The brain jar is almost full, so fuck you. Um, the brain jar is fighting with the master, though, trying to control back and forth. And then he hallucinates the doctor. And then the PhD doctor uh, helps the doctor because he's in a coma. And he just, he's okay. He just wants a nappy nap. Uh, but he's dead. And then the jailbreak guy wants to know why he and the master don't just leave. And he's like, well, I want the missile. And they're like, okay. And then it's the next morning. Joe wants food. And the doctor sits up like, hey, what's up? And the doctor and Joe break out by throwing their breakfast on the floor. And then the heist for the missile is happening. Ooh, effects and things. They're not in radio contact. And then Gam took notes while I pooped. <laughs> um, <laughs> your your notes are always far more <laughs> detailed than mine. Well, because it's like you when you take notes, you know exactly what you don't want to like, what exactly what you need to remember things. So it's like I write mm. more detailed stuff because I don't know exactly what you need. Yeah. To uh, basically, they steal the missile and they also steal Yates. There's like five lines here, but that's what happens. I okay. They don't. Whatever. They steal the missile and they also kidnap Yates. They they don't kidnap him. He goes after them. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, I'll go get help. And then they're like, no, yeah, you're not. He, and he's like, oh fuck. Yeah. No, they literally they run him over basically, and he's captured. Anyway. <sighs> The Brigadier can't get any information from this other soldier, but he was like, there was a black van, police van. Oh, from the prison. Yeah, of course. And then the doctor wants to deal with the alien inside of the Keller machine. It's very deadly in a parasite. But then the master's suddenly leaving the prison and the Keller machine, meanwhile, teleports outside of the room and makes a man fall over and then leaves to go somewhere else. <laughs> and then... It tries to mind control everyone in another room and teleport back to the fucking table. And then it leaves because it's needing to chase Mailer, who is the jailbreak dude, because he has so much evil that it really, really wants to eat it. Uh, Cheekbones is back and they take him in and you're like, you're coming with us. Brigadier is in a helicopter. The jo Joe and the doctor get fucking captured again. The Joe. Mailer is getting cranky at Master for all the shit that's happening. Yates, the hostage, is going to be used as a hostage. And so the Master needs him to stay here so he can use him as leverage. The prison break is trying prison break is trying to get the doctor to give him an offer to betray Master, and he's like, yeah, it's not good enough. The brigadier is going to look for the secret underground MacGuffin tunnel to get everybody in. And then the master goes to talk to the doctor and they're playing checkers and Joe wins because the doctor's an idiot. And then uh, the master still wants the doctor's help in order to save Joe. Uh, they need to stop the machine together or else Joe dies. Yates escapes, meanwhile, 
and the doctor is building a ring of wire uh, and and plugs, and it's going to confuse the machine into not moving. And he sneaks into the room, throws the ring, they start up the machine, and it works. Cool. Uh, Back to the prison cell now. And then the doctor's really tired, and they eat some floor bacon together and water and talk about potatoes. And then (laughs) the brick shows up to the prison with a bunch of shoulders sneaking out of the van. He sneaks in the front gate, too. Uh, knocks out the guards, drives straight in, there's a gunfight, the entire army is here. Uh, however, Prison Break is using Joe and the Doctor to avoid getting killed. And then the Doctor maybe gets shot? I don't know, that's the episode. That, that's the episode? Yeah, that's it? You're done? Mm-hmm. <sighs> what part did I skim over that you were upset about? All of it? No, no. Mm, yes. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, okay, so, oh boy, um, a lot of, a lot of this, god, there is so many paragraphs written on, like, where this comes from, and I'm just, like, ripping out pages, it's like, we're not talking about this, we're not talking about this, we're not talking about Mm -hmm. this, because it's like, this too much. Um, essentially, it it all kind of started off with, um, you know, the US committing a few no-nos during wartime. Um, oh. Uh, doing some illegal stuff and uh, essentially the way that they were they were basically deemed blameless for it uh, because they all actually had the exact same story and were reasoned to be doing the right thing. Um, glossing over so many things right now. Um, mm-hmm. But essentially it started people thinking about, well, okay, if what makes something wrong? What makes someone doing something wrong? Like, how do you know that someone has done something wrong? Like, what is... What? 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 And this is, like, where it all started going towards, hey, uh, maybe the pharmaceutical industry can solve, like, a prison crisis and, like, evilness. Uh, so, you know, drugs were... Pro- wonder drugs to produce to cure everyone of everything. Um, all sorts of fucking quack shit to be like, hey, yeah, we can cure everything. Um, there's no, it's no coincidence that um, Barnum, who dipped up cheekbones, mm-hmm. um, uh, when he's first gone through the machine, he um, kind of mimics the look of, he's just had a lobotomy, which yes. was, you know, uh, outlawed in the 50s in the Soviet Union when it was, uh, you know, uh, contravened uh, because of the, the principles of humanity, um, which you know, is kind of funny. Uh, but that makes the, the episode itself kind of interesting because you've got all these different medical uh, techniques going through to solve a prison problem when it's like very clearly throughout the episode, the problem is the approach that people are taking towards solving the issue. Yeah. It's like, like, yes, using this machine appears to cure this patient, but it also appears to lobotomize him. It mm-hmm. seems incredibly inefficient. And also the machine itself, the process of using it has essentially killed so many people. Um, but don't no, keep uh, using it. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, this is where you get like, like a more in-depth sort of 
analysis of this, like, medical versus societal uh, is obviously more present in the much better sort of movie, because it's solely about it, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, and the book, of course, um, which, if you haven't seen it, still a great movie. Um, oh, yeah. Jack Nicholson's great in it. I actually so is, um, watched it last what's year, name? I want to say. Uh, what's Nurse Ratchet's? Oh, God. Uh, I Lewis Fletcher? I hate the... Louise Fletcher, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, also, I... Did you know they're making a fucking prequel show about yep. Nurse Ratchet? And it's I like a, actually a watched it. horror show. And it's... Fucking awful. I actually watched it. It kind of is trying to make her out to be not terrible? Or as terrible? What the problem with it is that, like... T- Okay, this is going to be a mini thing on, like, the entire point of Nurse Ratchet. The entire point of Nurse Ratchet in One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest is that she's a benign evil. Yes. She is not, like, comically evil. She is just doing her job, and she believes that this is the way to cure these people. Like, it is borderline inhumane the way she treats the patients, but to her and to society as a whole, she is actually doing a net good for society because she is curing these people. Mm-hmm. And, well, quote-unquote curing. But it's like, she's not like this evil mastermind, like, horror icon, which the fucking trailers oh, for that so, show kept putting it out. So me. what they but actually like, try to make her be, because I've watched it, I was interested and bored at the same time. Um, it basically turns her into like, wow, all these things we're doing are so horrible. We shouldn't do any of them. We need to find real ways to take care of people. Wow. Oh, I should probably go get a job at that prison over there and take care of people. And it's just like, what? (laughs) (sighs) She literally uses lobotomies to, like, murder people in that fucking show to save her psychotic brother, who's not really her brother, because they apparently had the major spoilers for that fucking show, I guess. They had childhood trauma for it, like, together, and because of that, she needs to do anything to save him, but he's also a fucking murderer, so she goes and works at the mental hospital he's in to save him, but then also a whole bunch of gay women come in that they literally boil alive in some cases, and she's like, no, this is so inhumane, but then lobotomies happen, and she's like... That's science right there. And it's just so fucking, like, it feels like two totally different things. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. But real quick also, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into it because we've already gotten into it with one full of the cookies in this, but obviously the British equivalent of um, the Clockwork Orange, which is a more stylized version of the kind of a similar story of, of, of criminal reform and... Uh, the treatment of it but yeah. uh yeah this 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 episode is kind of that's what this episode is kind of about it's essentially a, a also if you haven't a, seen clockwork not, orange it's really good also a clockwork orange if you haven't seen that yeah that's what i just what you said a clockwork orange fuck off <laughs> what happens in the next episode dear god nothing because you're making fun of me <laughs> If I don't make fun of you, who will? Everybody else! <laughs> exactly, so I have to get in first. God damn it! 
Uh, so it was actually the brigadier who shot um, the guy taking them hostage. So everyone's safe. But the missile's not here, so that's bad. Uh, but at the missile, the master's like ready to go. And cheekbones and Yate comes in on the radio. And the machine has broken out of the ring and is getting dangerous. And Benton gets a promotion. And the doctors stress the fuck out. And the machine is what, loose. What, okay. It what promotion to what? What does Benton get promoted to? A governor in stand whatever he he basically is like in Acting power. Acting governor. Yeah. Of the, whatever. Of the prison. Mm. The machine is loose. It teleports away. And it's taking people out again, left and right, blat, blat. Um, and then the PhD doctor calls, and Cheekbones wants to talk to him, and so he leaves. And then the machine teleports its way into the room to kill Joe and the doctor. Uh, but Cheekbones is here, though, and it stops when he gets close. Hmm. But then he remembers some things and tries to run away, and it, it hurts them again. So if they keep him nearby, uh, because he has no evil things in his brain, he's safe. Uh, but the machine is now open, and apparently the little dude inside would take a nuke to kill, uh, in, in his jar, and the doctor is with Bitten, and they're talking, and then the master calls, and he's like, uh, okay, well, listen, I'll give you this circuit that I took if you go away, <laughs> and he's like, you know what? Sure. Also, don't fire the rocket. Okay, Sure. And, and then they're like, okay, I'll see you here. And then the doctor gets a call to the brig, and the brig goes, oh, but we could just still kill him, just like a little bit, right? And the doctor's like, no. And then the no. doctor doesn't actually want to give him the circuit, no. because then they're going to lose him to space and time, and that would suck. Uh, so they're going to use the bad brain machine. And we see the master taking out the abort mechanism for the rocket, so that he can't be stopped. And then they try to blow up the missile, apparently, and it didn't work. Time for plan B. The doctor stalls for time for a while talking to him. And then they basically take cheekbones and the jar and move him really close to the master and then, like, kind of just put the jar on the ground and run away. <laughs> so, and they also push the master over, actually. And uh, the doctor fixes the abort thing being missing. Uh, they all get on a helicopter, but then Cheekbones tries to help the master up, fucking up the entire plan because, of course, he has no, you know, bad in him. He's a saint. And then he gets run over by the master. <laughs> so then the missile area and the missile itself are all blown up. So everything's good, right? The, 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 everybody's dead. Everybody, everything's good. And then the doctor realizes, oh, no. I actually lost that circuit. Where could it be? And then a phone call comes in and he's like, hey, I found my circuit. See ya. And then the doctor has a huge emotional moment about how he's stuck here on Earth and the master is doing other shit. And yeah. that was the episode. Well, and then, then, then the fucking master calls him up and is like, hey, just thought I'd tell you, I'm still alive. Uh... I'll destroy the planet one day, but you know what? Maybe I'll just leave you all alone. But yeah. uh, also, uh, enjoy your exile, by the way. <laughs> and then the doctor's like, fucking piece of fucking shit. Fucking hate you. Mm -hmm. And then that's it. And then the master's never seen again. Um, that's it. He's completely gone. 
Um, real quick. Um, oh, uh, uh, extra names for this episode were originally Man Hours, Doctor Who and Pandora's Box, and The Pandora Machine. Um, you know, so that to give you extra, you know, put into words the fact that the machine, the Keller machine, is meant to be negative shit inside of its whole thing. Um, yeah. Uh, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you thinking, do you? What are you, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Uh... I'm thinking you thought it was like a six or a seven. Higher. Really? You liked it more than that? I, I, I will I... say, this was an episode where I noticed that you weren't sort of like, I, I feel like half, like, and on, around, like, episode five, I sort of noticed you hadn't realized how long, how much time had passed. Hmm. And I was like, this is a really good sign. Yeah. Um, all right, what, what is it then? Like an eight. Okay, okay. That's, I would, that's, that's if I'm going to get into, like, decibels, we're at, like, 8.4. <laughs> it we're is, not getting into decibels, we're but you know almost, what? You we're almost to. at, like, rounding up to a nine. Well, welcome to the 70s, because, like... A lot of episodes are like this, so... I mean, my biggest thing into... is I just wasn't bored, and, like, there there are some things that I'm just like, oh, come on, just do this, just do that, because there was a situation where they were being held at gunpoint and walked out, but the guy with the gun goes first, so my first thought would be, close the door, it's a giant iron door, right? He's a weak little dude, like a skinny-ass guy. Weak little boy. He just has a gun. That's the only problem. So two of you, one who's military trained and one who's, like, a, a tall male, could basically hold that door closed, and it's a big iron door. He's not going to be able to, like, open it. Just, like, little things like that, but I don't know. It didn't bug me that much. It wasn't, it wasn't like, this is how atoms work. They turn into water sometimes and change their properties, and it's just like, uh huh. <laughs> you don't say. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's. I'm 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 glad you liked it because like this sort of format for a lot of episodes is like a lot of what's upcoming, and like there's obviously changes are not all the same type of episode, but like. I, I was kind of worried, because this is probably the one where I'm like, this is probably the weakest of the upcoming ones. Mm. Um, I mean, the subject matter this. was also something that I was just, like, down for, so... True. Um, but, yeah, you, you you understand what I mean when I'm saying, like, welcome to the 70s, welcome to the, yeah. the, the subtle political era of Doctor Who, where it's like, it's not, like, uh, like, again, they weren't allowed to be, like, hardcore... Uh, left-wing, fuck the government, fuck the conservatives sort yeah. of deal, they could only do, and they only wanted to do, um, baseline societal issues, like environmentalism, prison reform, mental illness, all these sorts of things that, like, again, Terrence Dix and Barry Letts, they're, they're especially Terrence Dix, his, his sort of belief was that an episode, in order to be interesting and in order to last and to make people want to think about it more, is that uh, it has to be a, a good story and it has to have a message. If it doesn't have a message, then like people are going to forget and not care about the story. Um, which is why this is the, the start of when Doctor Who gets really good 
and also it's the reason why Doctor Who's ratings got even higher, and they they survived the slump of season six. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so that was the mind of evil. Next week, the oh, I have something of to Axos. add. I. What are you What are you adding? I am blaming you. I hate oh, you. <laughs> so. I, I, yeah, we should say this on the podcast. Do you want to or me? No, no, you can. You can. Okay. We were having a moment in stream where I don't even remember what it was during Draw Pile, where we were talking yeah. about the French Revolution because we were talking about guillotines. And the first fucking thing that came to mind was the French Revolution episode of Doctor Who. And it pissed me off so badly that that was the first thing that came to mind. You are literally a cordycep in my brain is what you are, Cam. And I'm so (laughs) sick of it already. Like, I would like to be able to pull from multiple libraries in my brain when it comes to referencing things, not just Doctor Who. Uh, oh god I'm just like looking at the next few episodes that we've got to go through and it's like a lot of these are going to stick in Dear's mind I think for for times to come and then Dear will think back of like oh yes this period in history oh that's right and it's like we'll get to the 80s and it'll be like oh yes H.G. Wells I remember the episode with him and the time corridor and that weird lizard monster the Loch Ness monster wait till we get to that uh-huh. um multiple times <laughs> but yeah that's uh that's uh the mind of evil claws of axos next week that's a that's a a, a very interesting one um but uh yeah we'll we'll see you next week unless of course you don't want to listen in next week which you know okay. or i murder you we're not, one of the two we're not your dads you can you not can... you reader listener gam reader reader listener reader Hey, Gam. Hey, Gam. (laughs) Yes, dude. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, well, see you later. Goodbye. Fuck you. Wow, you're saying fuck you to the audience?